I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Turn up your volume. volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. You're in the bomb! Sports entertainement like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise! You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked a young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero, the sick podcast on this Tuesday, June 27. It is 10.01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The sick podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Deloitte. And CIBC is one of Canada's best managed companies, the country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies, the best managed Canadian companies. Designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. Also brought to you in part by Playground, your premier gaming destination. Open 24-7. Drinks are always free while you play. Over 600 machines, poker tournaments, cash games, daily promotions, free valet, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else located just over the Mercier Bridge? Only minutes from downtown Montreal. It is Playground and... Brewed in Quebec and a winner of a dozen international awards, La Bitta TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TV, embrace your true nature. A very busy day today as far as the Montreal Canadiens are concerned with the NHL draft set to go tomorrow starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. By the way, the sick podcast will go tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Special time instead of 10 p.m. tomorrow night. We're going at 7 p.m. for round one of the NHL draft. By the way, round two goes at starting at 11 a.m. And uh, we'll go all the way to round seven. And so what we're going to do uh, for you know, because of some you know, uniformity, because the podcast is going to start tomorrow at 7 p.m., the first night of the draft, we're going to bring you the sick podcast on Thursday night, the second night of the draft, also at 7 p.m. And on Friday, we'll be back to our normally scheduled 10 p.m. time. That's the way it's going to work. There's a lot to talk to you about. There's a lot to talk to you about. This morning, it all started for the Montreal Canadiens at around 10 o'clock this morning, where the Montreal Canadiens issued a press release letting us know that Jim Ramsey, director of sports medicine and performance, and Maxim Gauthier, head physio, have been hired. We know, of course, that it was uh, just over a week ago that uh, Donald Bomforth and um, Graham Reinbend were relieved of their duties from the Montreal Canadiens sports performance and um, team, and, of course, the athletic therapist. And uh, so they were replaced. Uh, Jim Ramsey has a ton of experience, almost 30 years in the National Hockey League with the New York Rangers and also served Hockey Canada for their programs going to the World Championships and going to the uh, going to the Olympic Games and all that stuff. Marty St. Louis had a chance to work with them both occasions. Uh, with Hockey Canada, 
and with the New York Rangers. Jeff Gorton and Jim Ramsey had a chance to work together with the New York Rangers. And as for Maxim Gauthier, who's a physio, he's had a chance to work with many NHLers and many athletes, one of which is Vincent LeCavalier, right-hand man to the Montreal Canadiens general manager, Kent Hughes. So there's some commonality there. Uh, they know each other, and that's usually the way it works. You bring in people that you know. You bring in people that you trust. You bring in people that you have confidence in. You bring in people that you believe can do the job. And Jim Ramsey's reputation is a very, very big one and high one in the National Hockey League. Take a look at what he's done with the New York Rangers for many years uh, among the teams who lost the least amount of players in terms of man games due to injury. All right, so that's the first bit of news. After that, about uh, just over three hours later, at around 1.13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Marat Ates, who has been on the SICK podcast before, who covers the Winnipeg Jets for The Athletic, let us know via Twitter that L.A. and Winnipeg were closing in on a deal, and he actually named the players involved in the deal and said there were a few things to sort out. Later on, Chris Johnston told us that uh, there was a sign-in trade and that uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, agreed to an eight-year, $68 million deal with the Los Angeles Kings. So it was at 2.06 p.m. that we found out the Montreal Canadiens let us know that they acquired Alex Newhook from the Colorado Avalanche, a center-slash-winger uh, who was on their third line of that team that won the Stanley Cup in exchange for pick 31 that the Canadians had acquired from Florida in the Sherratt trade pick 37, and defenseman Janny Fairbrother. Everyone has an opinion on this, and we're going to get to it in just a second. Obviously, the Canadians were in on Newhook because Dubois was not going to materialize, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe Pierre-Luc Dubois wanted the Montreal Canadiens, and I don't believe the Montreal Canadiens wanted Pierre-Luc Dubois. It's one thing to say you want someone. It's another thing to go after them, and I don't think either side went after them. And at the end... Pierre-Luc Dubois saying, well, I went to the team that wanted me more. Pierre-Luc, you never wanted the Montreal Canadiens. Save it for somebody else. Don't tell these things to Tony Marinaro. I'm on the other side of the street. I don't want to hear these stupidities. All right, okay. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. You're not going to want to miss that rant, by the way, because it's coming. It's building. It's building deep inside of me. It's building. It's coming. It's coming because we talked about this four months, five months, six months on the radio every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Pierre Luck, 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 Pierre Luck. He's not coming. He's not. Yeah, yeah, he's coming. He's not coming. He's not. Yeah, yeah, he's coming. He's not coming. Why don't we start? You know what? Uh, Austin Matthews' contract is up at the end of the year uh, next year. Why don't we start Austin Matthews to Montreal? Let's start now. Let's go on radio. Let's go on television. Let's go on podcast. Let's talk about it every day. Everyone knows it's not going to happen, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, it's just another French Canadian player who wanted his name out there, wanted it linked with the Montreal Canadiens and the people around him whispered in other people's ears and said, Hey, by the way, you know what? Talk this up, talk this up, talk this up because the more interest, of course, in pure look, the more everyone's going to be talking, the more money he's going to make and this and that and whatever. And we want a bunch of teams after him. We want the Canadians to be after him too. And this and that and whatever. And we want to make it look like we really want to come to Montreal. But when all is said and done, we're going to choose the beach in Los Angeles. You know why? Because Montreal doesn't have a beach because Verdun and Oka, doesn't count. All right, okay. At 4.46 p.m., the trade was made official. 29-year-old left-winger Alex Yafalo, 23-year-old center Rasmus Kupari, 23-year-old right-winger Gabriel Velarde, and Montreal's second pick in the 2024 draft go to the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for Pierre-Luc Dubois, who signed an eight-year, $8.5 million deal. That's right. The Winnipeg Jets, who you would have thought were not in a very good position, acquired an entire line for a player who wanted out. A centerman, a right winger, and a left winger. But that is for later on, because right now what we need to know is what did the Montreal Canadiens get in Alex Newhook? Because a lot of people are looking at Alex Newhook. And Shane Gomo at Master Control, I'm not so sure you have his stats, but if you do, on HockeyDB.com, if you can bring him up, thank you very much. There you have it. A lot of people look at this and they say, Alex Newhook, Picked up 33 points in 71 games a couple of years ago and 30 points in 82 games this past season on a very offensive team. And some people are going to say, that's not very good. But because he didn't explode in Colorado, it doesn't mean he won't explode in Montreal. And it doesn't mean that he will. 
but somebody who knows him, because if you take a look at that hockey DB right now, you're going to notice that Alex Newhook played at Boston College in 2019-2020 and 2020-2021, and he had two very good seasons there. 42 points in 34 games, 16 points in 12 games. And the gentleman who coached that team is my buddy, Jerry York, who knows Alex Newt like the back of his hand. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That would be the back of the hand. Yes. Coach, how are you? Excellent. You're excited tonight. This is a fun time. I'm in one of these moods. Uh, I am... um, Bringing the energy tonight, yeah. as you can see, bringing the energy. Coach, uh, thank you so much for doing this. It's always a pleasure and an honor for me to talk to someone uh, with a CV like yours, uh, a legend in the game, um, and uh, you forever will be. So thank you again. Coach, here in Montreal, a lot of people don't know a lot about Alex Newhook. They're looking at him, and they're saying, okay, the Montreal Canadiens got themselves a 22-year-old centerman who's five foot ten, about a buck ninety, who hasn't picked up more than 30 points in the National Hockey League on an offensive team. That's what the stats say. But there's things that stats don't say and can't read, one of which is the stats don't talk about hockey IQ. The stats don't talk about the character of a player. The stats don't talk about the makeup of the person. The stats don't talk about the quality of the individual. You can talk to us about all these things. Please do, Coach. Well, uh, Tony, I think he's going to explode. I think it's a fabulous trade for the uh, Canadians. Uh, You know, Alex, uh, with us freshman year, he teamed up with Matt Boldy and had an unbelievable freshman year. You know, as a young kid, uh, and then sophomore year, our you know, the World Juniors was involved, but the COVID came. So he had to leave us and spend two weeks quarantine in, uh, I forget exactly where the camp was. It was in Western Canada. And then uh, during the course of the tournament, he ripped out his shoulder. And so played through that injury. And when he came, to, came back to us, he really took him a long time to rehab. But, uh, but he's... Brings a lot of intangibles, like you say, a high character player. You know, he's he's five eleven, probably five ten and a half, hundred ninety pounds, but he's really built strong. I mean, he's low to the ground, an exceptional skater. Actually, I think an elite skater, even at the national league level. Uh, I had a chance to watch him play this year in Colorado. Uh, we were out there uh, visiting my grandson was playing in a tournament, so we called uh, call, got tickets and. Uh, you know, he, he didn't play as uh, as much as I'd like to see him play. Uh, more of a checking role, and I think he's got more than that. I think he's I think he's gonna be a goal scorer. You know, he's still a young kid, 22 years old, and uh, uh, so I think the Avs liked him, but their chance to move him for draft choices, and you know, you get you know first round pick and a early second round pick, almost like two late first rounders. So I think. You know, they they gave up a lot. Uh, Montreal gave up a lot to get him, and I think it's uh, you know, he's he's been out in Colorado. Uh, now he's getting back closer to home. Uh, you know, grew up in St. John, uh, so he'll, he'll have his family. I, I guarantee you, there'll be family down at almost every single game now. Because uh, they got out to uh, Denver, and they're gonna get here for sure. And uh, but I, I really feel good about it. Uh, 
you know, Martin St. Louis probably has seen him play a number of times on tape. Might have even seen him in person when he was with BC. Uh, and I know uh, the organization has a really good feel for uh, uh, Alex. Uh, so I think it's a lead skater, strong as an ox on his feet, mm-hmm. and ready to ready to really explode, bust out. Right? I think he's going to score a lot of goals. All right. So. You know, you've said that he's going to score a lot of goals, in your opinion, a couple of times now. Usually centermen are better playmakers than they are goal scorers. Usually goal scorers end up being wingers. Of course, there are exceptions. And yes, I know that Austin Matthews once upon a time scored 60 at center and Connor McDavid scored over 50. My question to you, though, is this. In your opinion, does he have more potential to be a better goal scorer or a better playmaker? You know, I think he's... uh... I think he's got a chance to be a goal scorer. He goes the net really hard. He's got a, uh, you know, no fear whatsoever. I like him at center. He is adaptable. He can play wing, uh, but I like him at center. And the game I watched in Colorado, he was on the power play second unit, but got a lot of ice time carrying the puck the length of the ice. So uh, he's got great hockey skills, but also an ability to see the game very well. And I, that's why I like him at center. Uh, he's getting better on draws, and uh, like I said, he's uh, he's some of the the team will love him. I mean, he's we talked earlier about Mike Matheson bringing that character and yeah, uh, you know, likability for a better word uh, in the locker room. Alex will be accepted. Uh, you know, he'll be energy guy, strong. Uh, I just got I like him a lot there. Coach Jerry, your coached. Alex Newhook for two seasons at Boston College, 2019-20, On both occasions, Newhook was over a point-per-game player. Coach, when this deal went down, a lot of people took a look at his size, and then they started thinking about Cole Caulfield and his size, and then they started thinking about Nick Suzuki and his size, and a lot of people say that size wins in the playoffs. You need big boys because the playoffs are a marathon and it takes a toll. I know you emphasize that he's got a really strong core and from the core down, he's really thick. And I know Kent Hughes did the same thing today. You as someone who coached 50 years, were you worried about having small players on your team? And if so, like having three or four of your key guys being small players. Does, did that worry you? You know, I think you need a combination. You need a balance of, you know, physical size and strength, skill level. Uh, and I think uh, Alice is kind of a cross, crossover. You know, he's, he's not big, but he plays big. Uh, you just look at his coach, you know, how, how strong he was in the National Hockey League level for years. I think Alex is a strong, hard-nosed kid. Will finish checks. Uh, you know, he's not six-three, but uh, he—he's—he's he's gonna be a strong guy out there. He's—I uh, you know, I really, like I said a couple of times here. I think he's gonna score goals, but he also can check hard. And you know, he's a terrific forechecker. He's the first on the puck. He separates the player from the puck, and it's gonna cause havoc on the forecheck. And I think this is a, sometimes you need a shift. You know, now he's won a Stanley Cup, so he has that. He has that feeling what it's like there, and he's played with some unbelievable players with the Avs. And now he's got a chance now to, you know, 23 years old, 22, 23, uh, to, you know, really make a mark in the National Hockey League. And I, I think he will. I, like I said, I, I think Kent knows him very, very well. I've seen him play for years, and uh, I think he's, uh, he's going to be a terrific player. Coach, I think a lot of this, of course, and it's got to do with Kent Hughes, who is from the Boston area. So he's seen this player play under you many, many times. But I think a lot of this also has to do with Marty St. Louis. Why? Because Marty St. Louis, since he's been here, has stressed hockey IQ. For him, hockey IQ, out of all the characteristics that you can have, is the most important one. And in an ideal world, would he like to have a player who's got great hockey IQ and be six foot four, 225? I'm sure he would. But all things being equal, if the player doesn't have the size and has the IQ, or the player doesn't have the IQ but has the size, if he had to choose one or the other because he can't have both, 
I think the coach values a player with a hockey IQ over a bigger player who doesn't have that hockey IQ. Oh, I think I do for sure. You know, uh, you know, before I forget that, I was trying to think how, you know, we recruited Alex. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, it's really a unique story. You know, you get calls from all kinds of people. Hey, this kid's going to be a terrific player. And, and you find out he's 12 years old, you know. So, uh, but that's just what happened here. It was a, a restaurant in, uh, called Chapin's in uh, Cape Cod. And Alex's fans will go down there every single year. So the owner of the restaurant called me one time and says, Jerry, I think I've got a great prospect for you. And went through goals and assists. That, and I said, oh, well, you know, what grades are you in? He's going to go into grade nine uh, or even less than that. I think it was a seventh grader. And so, you know, we filed it away, but kind of kept track of it because he was a persistent restaurateur. You know, come on down and have, have a meal and we'll talk more about, you know, my find, my find. And, but sure enough, he turned out to be a terrific player. And uh, in the recruiting process, a woman's team here, the coach, Kate Crowley, uh, noticed he had a sister that played and said, go back to it because Alex had told us about Abby. And sure enough, Abby ended up coming to BC. And I think she's going to be a, you know, a player at the Canadian national team level. So uh, she's also very, very good. So if Mike Matheson married a terrific hockey player, which he did, uh, Alex's sister is, is similar cloth there. I think will eventually be an Olympic type player. So, Coach, this is what we know so far. Alex Newhook a young center slash winger who has already played on a team that won the Stanley Cup, centered their third line, has picked up seasons of 30 and 33 points. And one of the first words out of your mouth were, Tony, I think this guy's going to explode in Montreal. When you say explode, you look into your crystal ball, explode how much? explode that you believe that his ceiling is that of a second line center you believe that his ceiling is that of a 60 point guy more less what are we talking about here i think a second line center and 60 points is certainly doable from over the next couple of years and i think it, it's going to surprise a lot of people but i think uh that's just going to happen so uh and i'm lucky you know what's, what's the bruins got the stanley cup down here my next pick was was vegas because of, you know, George McPhee played for me at Bowling Green, and I was, yeah. uh, of course, the president there. I says, I'm going to go roll a dice and root hard for Vegas. And, and sure enough, they went through the, the whole process and have a Stanley Cup now. So George maybe, McPhee uh, played for you? Yes, yeah, at Bowling Green. All right, And okay. actually won the Holy Bacon when he was uh, there, Tony. So he was a terrific player. And, uh, and now look at the job he's done out there. Six years, boy. Wow. So I, I, I safe to say that you can help us get him uh, on the sick podcast at some point here. Oh, for sure, he'd love, he'd love to do that. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, I, I bet he would. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. Have you had a chance to send Alex a note? Uh, I, I text him just as we're coming on the show, so hopefully uh, he'll respond quickly. Get, talk to me about something that he did, whether on the ice, in the locker room, on the road, in the bus. Um, big game before a game after a game that really impressed you. It's just his energy level, uh, from wake up to to when he goes down at night, it never stops. Uh, you know, comes into the locker room, energizes the locker room, uh, you know, always talking to other players, and you know, uh, and everybody wants to know about Newfoundland, you know, what's St. John's like up there, and. And now I've been there, Tony, so I know, but most of our players hadn't been there. And so he's always talking about Newfoundland. And, and I'm even pronouncing it wrong now. Uh, New, Newfoundland. Uh, they kept on telling me Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Uh, but it's, uh, I think his energy level will be the biggest thing. And just, uh, you know, his he'll be on the ice early. Uh, he'll stay late, late in the locker room. Uh, he's going to be so excited to put on the, Red, white, and blue there. Yeah, so, you know, uh, you've insisted that you believe he's a centerman. And so, Nick Suzuki at center, Kirby Dock at center, Alex Newhook at center. It leads me to believe that the Montreal Canadiens are not going to draft a centerman tomorrow or probably don't think one would be available. Mind you, 
if one is, you can always move Kirby Doc over to the wing position and play him with Suzuki and Caulfield. And that those are some of the things the Canadians are, are doing now. Coach, were you a fan of that as well? Um, going after centers because they can play two positions. We're starting to see a lot of that, right? Uh, oh, centermen who can play the wing as well. I think if you're adaptable, and we've always got our players here, you know, all of a sudden if you're in the top nine, uh, which everybody wants to be in the top nine, are, you know, there's three centers. Uh, or you could play wing, and then all of a sudden you get nine spots you can play. So I think uh, – you know, he's adaptable. Uh, I'm sure that they'll look at their personnel when they stack camp or wick and he play. I, I like him as a center, but, you know, he, he is he, he has played wing before. Coach, this, is, uh, this was a joy for me. As always, thank you so much for giving us uh, your input on Alex Newhook, who you had a chance to coach for two seasons at Boston College. And I look forward to seeing you one day at the Bell Center so we can watch Alex together. A lot, a lot easier to get to than uh, Colorado. And I look forward to having you interview George McPhee now at some point with the run to the Stanley Cup. Hey, if I uh, if I tap into your telephone book of everyone that you've crossed paths with in the last 50 years, <laughs> geez, I could pre-record probably about a 1,000 shows and take uh, and take three years vacation. Hey, George, George is an old Guelph Mad Hatter. Is that right? Ontario, yeah. All the best to you, Coach. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Tony. All right, you're very welcome. All right, there you have it. Uh, Coach Jerry York, all right, okay. Marinaro, uh, we're going to get to this Pierre-Luc Dubois talk now in about 30 seconds, but before I do talk to you about Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terban. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. You're watching right now on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And if you're not watching on YouTube, subscribe to our channel because the more people subscribe and the more people watch the more money we get deposited in our bank account it's a beautiful thing thank you youtube so much i really appreciate it all right other than that if you uh listen to us on google apple or spotify and you like what you're hearing leave us a five-star review it's our way of feeling the love and i appreciate that as well all right okay so now okay so now let me hold on a second here glasses let me put on the maui gyms that unfortunately I had to pay for, but one of the best investments I ever made. Got them at the duty free, by the way. Uh, fantastic. This now, okay. So now, now I'm going to tell you, now I'm going to say the real things, okay? In some places, in some mediums, you're not going to hear the real things. Now we're going to say the real things. We're not, we're not afraid to say it, okay? All right. Listen to me carefully. And listen to Marinaro's logic on this one, okay? Pierre-Luc Dubois was a restricted free agent. He could have signed another one-year deal with the Winnipeg Jets and then become an unrestricted free agent. He said that he wanted to let the Winnipeg Jets know one year in advance that he was not going to sign long-term with Winnipeg. So out of respect for them, they have a chance to trade him right away and get something for him, which they did. And by the way, they got a lot more than I thought anyone was going to get. And if there's some of you that are watching right now and think that the Montreal Canadiens should have given up a second pick in the draft and a 29-year-old left winger, a 23-year-old center, and a 23-year-old right winger for Pierre-Luc Dubois, and have Pierre-Luc Dubois sign an eight-year, $8.5 million deal, if some of you right now are disappointed because you think the Montreal Canadiens should have done something like this to pull it off, you're crazy. You know nothing about hockey. Nothing. Niente. Nada. Zilch. Niente proprio. I don't care about, you know, you get the whole best player and the deal and this and that and whatever and all that stuff. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If Pierre-Luc Dubois, never mind what you heard the last five months, the last six months, Dubois, Canadien, Pipi, Papa, Mimi, Coco, this and that. Listen to me carefully. Pierre-Luc Dubois, all he had to do was say to the Winnipeg Jets, guys, I want to be traded to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, but Pierre, look, uh, now you're handcuffing us. Guys, it is what it is. I want to be traded to the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, but Pierre, you know what? The Los Angeles Kings want you. Guys, I'm not signing an extension with the Los Angeles Kings. You want to trade me there? You can tell the Los Angeles Kings that I'll go, but I'm not signing there. So if you want to do a sign and trade, it's not happening. Whoever you want to talk to, you let them know that I want to go to the Montreal Canadiens. So either you trade me to the Montreal Canadiens now and you try and get something for me, or you trade me somewhere else and I might not go, or I might, but even if I do, I'm not signing nothing. And at the end of next season, I'm going to test unrestricted free agency and I'm going to sign with the Montreal Canadiens. So, guys, do whatever you have to do. I'm going to the Montreal Canadiens and nowhere else. If he really wanted to come, he would have come. Do you understand? Don't listen to all the stuff that you're going to hear from a certain sector of the media and a certain sector of the fan base. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Do you understand? It's crap. If he really wanted to come to the Canadians, he would have come. The way it works in this business is people close to the situation whisper in other people's ears so you can talk about the player on radio. You can talk about the player on television. You can talk about the player on podcasts. You can write about the player in your articles, and it creates a buzz. And then all of a sudden, it shows everyone in this market Pierre-Luc Dubois, he veut venir jouer pour le Canadien. Bullshit! Bullshit! Do you understand? It's what they're trying to sell you. And by the way, it's brilliant work from everyone. If you're too naive or stupid to buy it, that's your problem. I'm not naive and I'm not stupid. Born and raised, born in Villamard, moved to La Salle at the age of one, I'm from the streets. Do you understand? I don't buy this stuff. I don't buy it. I don't buy this stuff. Eight-year deal, $8.5 million, beautiful weather, beautiful people to walk down the street. No one will know who he is. He can do whatever he wants. He can live his life. Very little pressure in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, they care about the basketball team. They care about the football team. They care about the college teams. They care about everything but the Los Angeles Kings. They're at the bottom of the totem pole. Here, it's Montreal Canadiens first. It's Montreal Canadiens second. It's Montreal Canadiens third, fourth, and fifth. You understand? With all the pressure in the world, he would have had a lot of years. He would have had a lot of money. And if he's not bringing it, he's going to hear about it. And then all of a sudden, those who were pushing for him, they try and defend them once, they try and defend them twice, they try and defend them for a while, and in the end, they get upset because he made everyone look bad. You understand? If he really wanted to play for the Montreal Canadiens, he would have come here. If he really wanted to play for Marty St. Louis, hey, 
I want to play for Marty St. Louis. I want to play for Kent Hughes. I want to play for Jeff Gorton. I want to play with my buddy Suzuki and Caulfield. I had a chance to meet them. We had a beverage, Grand Prix weekend, pee-pee-pa-pa, all that stuff. He would have signed there. Instead, he's going to Los Angeles. They got one beach, two beaches, three beaches, four beaches. He can surf. He can do whatever he wants. Over here, where is he going? He's going to Verdun. It's not a beach. He's going to Oka. Not a beach. What's he doing here? What's he doing? He's got to talk to how many members of the media in Los Angeles? Huh? Three? Four? Over here, he's got to talk to 30. 40. Interview here. Interview there. All this stuff. This, you know what it was? It's one thing to say you want somebody. But do you really want them? Yeah, I want her. How bad do you want her? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? This was all optics. It was all a game. I have to say that I want them because or else I'm going to be persona non grata because for the rest of my career, people are going to say you could have chose where you wanted to go and you didn't want to come to Montreal. No, no, no. Listen, I made everyone know I wanted to come to Montreal, but in the end, I ended up going to the team that wanted me the most. Ah, so we'll make the Canadians look bad now. Make the Canadians look bad because they didn't give up a Yafalo, a Kupari, a Velarde, and a draft pick? You think the Canadians are stupid? Hey, wake up. And the Montreal Canadians, they need to play the game. So they did, oh, yeah, 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 we're we're interested. You know, we need to inquire. We talk this, that, whatever. The second the Canadians knew how many years he wanted and how much money he wanted and what Winnipeg was asking and the pieces they were going to give up. You think the Canadians were really interested, but you know what? I don't know. Let's whisper into somebody's ear that, you know what, we're back in the game and we're still circling and we're trying to get it done. This way, we can't get crucified from that sector of the fan base or that sector of the media. We have to show that we're just as interested. So one showed that he was interested. The other ones had to show that they were interested. In the end, nobody really wanted each other. Do you understand? Do you understand? Let's go to Los Angeles. Dennis Bernstein. The fourth period.com. Are you there? What's going on? I'm here, Tony. I'm here in uh, Nashville. Uh, Look at with, this guy. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, enjoying a nice steak dinner, but I wanted to join you and talk about uh, <laughs> the great beaches in Los Angeles. That's, who's uh, better than you? Who's better than you? You who resides in Los Angeles, by the way, who's got a beautiful, beautiful home in Los Angeles. Any chance you could turn the phone sideways so we can actually get the whole panorama here going? Sure. Hold on. Hold on. Don't worry uh, about it. Right, I am not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. No, it didn't work. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right, okay. So you're with the fourth period. You live in Los Angeles. I just said what I had to say. I don't know how much you caught of it. I don't know how much you missed. I basically said this. Dubois played the game. He told everyone he wanted Montreal. People whispered in people's ears to get Mm -hmm. it out there that he wanted Montreal. Montreal whispered in people's ears that they were circling back and they were doing their due diligence and they tried this and that. In the end, neither of them really wanted each other. But in the end, Dubois decided if he wanted Montreal, really wanted Montreal, he could have made it happen. He went to Los Angeles instead. And I think it was all a game. You say what? I I, Well... Tony, that's the only way that would have happened, I think, is if he played out as, you know, I don't know. I, I think that the package that the Kings off. look, here's the thing. The Habs weren't trading Caulfield. They weren't trading Suzuki. They weren't trading uh, Doc. So what would they have traded? Like Josh Anderson, Jordan Harris, the package the Kings had was better. But if he made a list of one team and it was the Habs, you're right. That's but, it. Yep. Yeah. It was a list. It was more than one team, and the Kings came with a better offer. And it was please. more than one team. If he really wanted the Canadians, you yep. say, "Hey, Winnipeg, I want the Canadians." That's it. That's mm-hmm. all. Yep. Parole, then, parole, parole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and look, that, that's the situation. So, and you're right about the media market and everything else, right? There's, there's me and a couple other media cats in in LA, and that's it. And you know, he. he he got paid, Tony. He got what he wanted. And it's as simple as that. And he's he with a contender. He got the bag. He got Show the bag. Show me the money. Show exactly. me the money. <laughs> That's what happens when you play. And you come in at 18. You play six years. You're on the verge of free agency. He was in control. And he's got the best agent in the world in Pat Brisson. A fantastic agent. Exactly. And he's pals with, you know, Pat's pals with Luke Robitaille. So I'm sure Luke you know, had some influence as well. 
And the Kings came, look, that's four assets. Now that they have to throw in a second round pick. So it wasn't cheap. There is yeah. some risk involved, right? Because, you know, look, at, at, at its finest, like you go back to game one between Winnipeg and Vegas, PLD was a monster. But yeah. later on in the series, he wasn't. So there's some consistency problems. But, yeah, was the deck stacked no, no, for don't LA? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because the other guy from Quebec, Jonathan Marchessault, God bless him, told yeah. everyone that Pierre-Luc Dubois was the best player in the playoffs for the Winnipeg Jets. So mm -hmm. we have to believe him because a guy from Quebec went to bat from a guy from Quebec. And by the sure. way, Marchessault won the con smite. So he must be saying the truth because he won the con smite. Come on. This, 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 listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. This was never going to work. Even if they would have wanted each other, this was never going to work. The best trades sometimes are the ones that you don't make. Okay. The red flags were there. The people who don't want to see the red flags are the people who don't want to open their eyes, right? You're not going to see something if you're not going to open your eyes. If your eyes are closed, you're not going to open them. You're not going to see. Mm -hmm. If you want to see, you have to open your eyes. Yeah. That's it. And, and Tony, what was the narrative? He only wanted to play in Montreal. Like, wasn't that the story for, what, a year? That and was the story. And today, today, it was proven that that was bullshit. <laughs> it was bullshit. Yeah. It, it wasn't the case, and, and like, and you're right. Montreal is as far distantly, and, and with respect to everything else about hockey, than it is from Los Angeles. It's an entirely different market. And you're right. He can walk down the street in Manhattan Beach and not be bothered. He looks like just another California dude, and that's why Phil Deneau loves it here. Yeah. Because he come at and his family, and they don't get pestered. And look, you know how much I love Montreal. Yeah. And I think it's an honor and privilege for for players to play for the Canadians. It's not for everybody, Tony. And if you can get the same price and with, with the quality of life and less media, some guys would enjoy that, especially on the course. tough nights. Yeah, on the tough nights when you have a bad game and there's not 30 cameras in your face, it's easier to do it in Los Angeles. I get his it. Makeup, wondering... His makeup yeah. is the makeup of a player who will actually do well in Los Angeles. And I wish him all the best. And by the way, I probably would have made the same choice for my career. As a matter of fact, you can probably even say that it's a no brainer, but what I want to get off my chest tonight sure. is, is all of you that were singing this tune for the last six months, you were duped. Do you understand? You were duped. Come out now and say you were duped. You were duped. <laughs> You were told that it was Montreal, only Montreal, this, that, whatever. All me, Coco, Pepe, Papa. Bullshit. <laughs> it's not true. It's not. It's not. And that's, that's when you get to a point in your career where you have, and he had the hammer. They had the hammer, right? He was restricted free agent with arbitration. He wasn't, like, he, he made this, he called the shot. And you know what? Kudos to him. You play this long in the league, you should have some sort of, like, Tory Krug, same thing. So, so now tell me, tell me, you, you who's covered the Los Angeles Kings for the longest time, let me ask you this. Knowing that this player wanted out of Winnipeg and the Winnipeg Jets had to trade him because he made it clear, I'm not going to play for you guys again. Yeah. What do you think of what Los Angeles gave up? I think they gave, well, they got the best player in the trade. Gabe Velarde might be a 30-goal scorer in this league, but here's the thing, Tony. Gabe Velarde... He's, at best, their third-best winger. He's not better than Kempe. He's not better than Fiala. He's not even better than Arvidsson, Villardi. Uh, from, but from an age standpoint, there's potential. Kupari was a 4C on, on this team. Ayafalo, they have a guy like Ayafalo in Trevor Moore. And the second-round pick that they got, the half second-round pick from Arizona in Jersey trade, it's a great trade for Los Angeles because they didn't t trade a top-line player for a guy who's going to get be a top-line player. Plus, he's also what it does, Tony. It gives cover to Quentin Byfield. Quinn Byfield did not have a good season. He had three goals last year. They expected a lot from him. The fact that they made this trade shows some dis level of dissatisfaction with what Quinton's done. But now Quinton's got cover. And, Tony, when you can line up Kopitar, PLD, and Phil Deneau down the middle, you can beat Edmonton. You can beat Vegas. And they couldn't get over the hump. The last I understand that, but I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, if Gabe Villardi has back issues, which he's had in his career, mm -hmm. that's one thing, then it's a win. But if he doesn't, and if he's healthy, and by the way, Gabe Velarde, go see my friend Charlie Cabrera at OptimalStretchClinic.com because the things that he's made me do with my back, my hips, my stretching, my wife went to see him earlier today. This guy is a phenom at what he does. He's 4710 St. Ambrose, St. Henry, by the way. But I'm going to tell you this. If those Los Angeles Kings players are healthy over the next couple of years,
You mm-hmm. add their point totals together, they're going to produce more than Dubois. Yeah. Well, yeah, but but you win down the middle, and PLD's a center, and Gabe's a right winger. He's not going to play center. He he failed as a center because he can't play a pace in the middle. He can score 30 goals. He's got to. But, Tony, he's done it for one season. You don't only like, win down the middle. Toronto had Matthews, Tavares, yeah. and, and uh, O'Reilly, and they lost. Yeah. Uh, but the Kings, when, when they face Connor and Leon, and it's, when you have Blake Lazat and Rasmus Kapari as your 3 and 4C, it's not good enough. You know, Phil Deneau, he might get less minutes. He might be a 3C eventually. But that's a guy who's going to win a championship as a 3C. Like, I, I really like this. And, look, you got to give to get. And Gabe might be a good player, but the need they had right now, they needed size in the middle. They got it with PLD. And, Tony, they've been chasing this guy for two years. Here's the deal. If, if Kekalon had wanted a futures package when they traded him to Winnipeg, yeah. he would have been in L.A. already. But they wanted an NHL player. They got Patrick Lonnie. So they went back again when he became available. This is a guy they've targeted for two years. So I'm not, I'm not – you know, I'm not shocked at all that they went for this and went for this player because it, it strengthens them. And again, it gives cover for Byfield with respect to his emergence. He doesn't have to emerge this season. He can play left wing. If they can get 15 or 20 goals out of him and they get 27 to 30 out of PLD, they're going to yeah. be a scary offensive team, Tony. They, they, they still gave up too much. Uh, listen, before I let you go, and I so appreciate you taking some time out of your partying in Nashville, because that's what members of the media are doing right now. They're having a beverage and they're partying it up. Okay. Give me one crazy prediction over the next 48 hours here in Nashville. Give me one crazy prediction before I let you go. Um, the Habs take Mishkov. The Habs take Mishkov. Yeah. You wanted a crazy one. There's a crazy one. So do you believe it though? It's crazy. Yes. Do you believe it? Um, uh, twenty five percent believe it. Now, I, I, I don't. You know, I think they're going. Into, I, look, here's the thing with Mishkov. He's not going below eight. Washington will take him. You know, o, you know, Ovi will call Putin and get him out of his contract. He'll come over to Washington. But yeah, I think there's a possibility. But um, you never know. But I, maybe a ten or fifteen percent chance. We'll talk to you soon. He is Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period. You can check him out. My man living in Los Angeles, parting it up in Nashville, who took some time off to actually join me on the Sick Podcast. I hope, my man, this is going to be the first of many for you on the Sick Podcast. Love you, Tony. Anytime, man. Great talking to you. I love you, too. All right. The great Dennis Bernstein. All right. Okay. Now, here's the deal. You're, you're probably wondering, how did Montreal's second-round pick in 2024 end up going to the Winnipeg Jets in return for Pierre-Luc Dubois. If you take a look at BPM Spa, by the way, and I'm so happy to be a part of their team and their Facebook account, they let you know that basically this is what happened, right? July 1st, 2019, the Montreal Canadiens um, made an offer sheet to Sebastian Ajo. On September 4th, which, of course, the Carolina Hurricanes matched. On September 4th, 2021, the Hurricanes signed Yesperi Kakanyemi to an offer sheet. The Montreal Canadiens got a first pick and a third pick. September 4, 2021, the Canadiens used the first pick from the Hurricanes and added a second pick in 2024 to Arizona for Christian Dvorak. The Coyotes used that second pick from the Canadiens in 2024 uh, to get their hands on Sean Dursey. And a couple of days later, the Kings used the second pick from the Canadians to acquire Pierre-Luc Dubois from the Winnipeg Jets. That's the way things go down. Now, so some are going to say that uh, because the Canadians made a deal with Arizona, well, Pierre-Luc Dubois was able to go to Los Angeles. But let's be honest here. I would imagine that, uh, you know, Montreal's second-round pick in the 2024 draft was maybe not the biggest part of this trade, but obviously it was a pretty big piece. It it added because it is a very deep draft. Now, I'm going to say this in ending here. Okay, folks, for all of you who are saying the Canadians gave up too much for Alex Newhook, this, that, whatever, all that stuff, I disagree with you. That's number one. Number two, Who's to say that a 31st pick and a 37th pick ends up playing in the National Hockey League? And who's to say how good they're going to be? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they end up playing. Sometimes they don't end up making it to the big leagues at all. All right? At the end of the day, some of you don't like losing all the time. And you want the Montreal Canadiens to 
speed up the rebuild. This is what they're doing. They're having a chance to speed up the rebuild. They're having a player who's versatile, a player who can play center, a player who can play wing, a player who comes in at a good number, a player who comes in at a good age, a player who at worst case scenario centered the third line of a team that won the Stanley Cup, a player who a lot of people close to the situation believe will flourish in Montreal and will absolutely explode, a player who has a ceiling, a player who is five years away from his prime, a player who gives this team options. Now, if you're thinking the Canadians gave up a little bit too much, this, that, or whatever, let me ask you something. Would you rather still have the picks going into next season, or would you rather have Alex Newhook, who could play center, could play wing, could probably end up playing on a second line, could probably end up playing on a third line? Maybe you might see Kirby Dock playing wing on the first line. You might see Alex Newhook centering the second line, or you might see Alex Newhook centering the third line. What would you rather have? I'd rather have Alex Newhook on my team. And you know what? When it comes to player IQ, I think Marty St. Louis knows what he's talking about. When it's time, when it, it comes to making guys better, I think Marty St. Louis knows what he's talking about. I have a lot of confidence in the Montreal Canadiens player development team and their coaching staff and their management group. They're going to make this guy better. He's going to get more opportunity here than he got in Colorado. That experience that he got in Colorado, you're going to see he's going to thrive on playing in a hockey market like Montreal. You will see. I like this deal a little bit too much. Who cares, man? I like this deal. You want to know what too much would have been? Too much would have been to give Pierre-Luc Dubois an eight-year deal at $8.5 million a year and give up three assets for him, maybe even four assets when you add in the draft pick. That's too much. The Canadians did the best thing because today they didn't think about language. They weren't dictated by Le Fils de la Langue Francaise. They didn't think, you know what, another bill is coming in, so we have to make a deal. This is hockey, and we make a hockey decision. I'm going to tell you something, all right? I want a lot of Quebecers on my team. I believe that Quebecers know what it means to be a Montreal Canadian. I believe that. At equal value, I'll take a Quebecer on my team any day of the week and twice on Sundays. At equal value, I will prefer the Quebecer because the Quebecer knows about the culture of the Montreal Canadiens. They stay here 12 months a year. They get involved. They go to community events. They shake hands, this, that, whatever. They know what it means to be a member of the Montreal Canadiens. They know who the flying Frenchmen were. They know about the history. They know about the four Stanley Cup, 76, 77, 78, 79, and all that stuff. At equal value, yes. But what I, you know what? I won't be duped. And I won't be duped. This whole thing, it was all a dupe job. That's what it was. You remember Bret Hart? You remember uh, SummerSlam? You remember the Montreal screw job? Well, this was the Montreal dupe job. And some people got duped, and I did not. I was not buying this one. Montreal is the only hey, Montreal is the only team. I'm hearing Montreal is the only team. No, no, no. He veut juste jouer pour le Canadien. Non, non, j'ai parlé avec telle personne. Là. Lui, là, Pierre Luc, là, il veut juste jouer avec les Canadiens. Parole, parole, parole. They were duped. I wasn't duped. They were duped. Where are we going here? If he really wanted the Montreal Canadiens, he would have been a Montreal Canadian. Now, what is he telling you? I went to the team that really wanted me. Patate, chipotle, fagioli. They understand. Hey, Pierre-Luc. You did good. You did good. You're going to go play in L.A. You're going to go watch the Lakers. No one's going to bother you. You're going to get tickets. Front row, they're going to give them to you. No one's going to bother you. It's good. You're going to go to the beach. The water's cold, by the way. Cold, 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 cold. I went to Los Angeles once. I really liked it. Where did I go? I went to Santa Monica. Loved it. Everyone says, you got to go to the beach in L.A. I went in. I put my feet in two seconds. I came out. I thought I had hypothermia. Forget about it. I almost lost my toes. No, it's okay. Nice place. Yes. I enjoyed it for a vacation. Yes. The beach, whatever. So you know what? It's okay. I'll stay here. We're going to stay here. We don't have an eight-year deal. We don't have 8.5. We don't have 68 million. We don't have to worry about paying one guy more than Suzuki. When Suzuki is going to bring it a lot more than he will. We don't have to worry about paying him more than Caulfield. One Caulfield is going to bring him more than he will. And then we have to hear a certain sector of the media and a certain sector of the fan base always defending him even when he's not bringing it. When he's bringing it, I have no problem. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. If he would play well, I would say he would play well. If he wouldn't play well, I would say he wouldn't play well. But you know what they would say? They would say, well, he wasn't playing well because the left winger is no good. He's not playing well because the right winger is no good. He's not playing well because the defenseman is no good. And what's the solution? Faut aller chercher plus de Québécois de jouer dans l'équipe parce que les autres, ils savent la fierté de porter le chandail du Canadien pour le siège. You understand? It's just, I had, someone sent me a Facebook message the other day 
told me that the Montreal Canadiens absolutely need to be in on the Pierre-Luc Dubois sweepstakes. Do you want to know why? Parce que quand les Canadiens ont gagné la Coupe, ils avaient 13 Québécois. And what I said to him, I said, it's not about having X amount of Quebecers. It's about having the good ones. Because a couple of years ago, when the Montreal Canadiens made it to the Stanley Cup final, they only had one Quebecer in the lineup. Phil Deneau, they still made it to the Stanley Cup final. The response, wait, mais ils pas gagné. Oh, they didn't win. And they lost to Tampa Bay, who had more Quebec. You're never going to win. You're never going to win with these discussions. You understand? You're never going to win. It's not about the amount that you have. It's about having the right ones. They wanted Jonathan Drouin. We got Jonathan Drouin, which, by the way, I was a member of the fan club. And I got duped because someone whispered in my ear, Jonathan, he really wants to play here. Don't believe what you're hearing in Tampa Bay. Iserman like this. Uh, uh, John Cooper like that. Pipi, Papa, Mimi, Coco. Parole, parole, parole. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. I wasn't getting fooled the second time. Don't believe it when you say he only wanted Montreal, and now all of a sudden, Los Angeles came in, ah, and he decided to go with the Los Angeles Kings. Don't believe it. You want to believe stuff like this? Listen to other shows. Watch other shows. You want the truth? You come to Marinaro. You spread the word around the city of Montreal. The sick podcast has become Montreal Sports Authority. We're taking over the podcast world. Do you understand? We're taking over the podcast world. This is going to be, even though I'm working for Sammy Daniello, out of their 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 master control in Kirkland, Quebec, huh? This is pretty much an independent podcast. They make me say whatever I want, and I say it. And you know what? It is what it is. Me, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. In the words of Al Pacino, Tony Montana, in Scarface. That's it. Here, you get the truth. No fluff here. The truth. And the truth shall set you free. For Agnello and Sammy in Orlando at a Families of SMA convention and Shane Gomol at Master Control, I'm Marinaro. Me. The Sick Podcast. Monday to Friday at 10 p.m. live, going at a special time the next two draft days, going at 7 p.m. Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Thursday night. Who are the Montreal Canadiens going to draft with the fifth pick overall tomorrow? You watch me tomorrow at 7 o'clock, and we'll tell you. And what do we think about the pick? We're not going to go round and round. We'll tell you. And what do we think about the other picks? We'll tell you why. Because I'm not going to be alone. It's going to be a team effort. I'm going to be surrounded by a team of people tomorrow. Every 30 minutes, somebody else. Every 30 minutes, somebody else. Every 30 minutes, somebody else. I'm starting at 7 tomorrow. I'm going until at least 9.30. I might even go until 10 o'clock. If I'm in one of those moods, I'll even go until midnight because I bring the energy. Special thanks to Energy Transportation Group, to Labita BTV, and to Playground Poker, as well as Murphy Clinic. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. June 27th, almost 11 p.m. Eastern. Over 1,500 people on YouTube alone. For some... They're pretty excited. I want 1.5 million one day. Live! And then we sell the company. Until then, I'll be back tomorrow night. 7 p.m. special time. Mark your calendars. Text your friends. Call your mother and let her know. Say Marinaro's in one of those moods. Mac, call your friends. Come on, Guardate l'internet su YouTube. Ci sta... Tonino Marinaro che parla di canadese da Montreal. Tell everybody. Have a good night.
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.